podcast. This is Creating Confident Communication, and this is episode two with our amazing guest, Warrior Risen. Today, we are honored to have Eric or Erica Schlichty. She was born into a military family in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Her dad was gone six to nine months out of every year and was quite familiar with the Army family and lifestyle. She met her soon-to-be husband, Joshua, who was also living there, going through the Special Forces Qualification Course. On Easter Sunday of 2011, she got the call that her dad had been hit with a grenade while on deployment in Afghanistan. By a miracle, he had survived the hit, but left with the shrapnel in his head and in multiple locations, missing his brain by mere millimeters, but surviving both optic nerves leaving him permanently blind in both eyes. Through his experience, as well as her life spent as the daughter and wife of soldiers, it prepared her to take on the role as director of the Warrior Risen Foundation. Started by her in-laws, John and Barbara Schlichty, WRF operates at the Warrior Risen Ranch in Morgan, Utah. The mission of Warrior Risen Ranch is to invite the wounded military, the Gold Star widows and police families to attend. And all it's an all-inclusive retreat at the ranch to provide opportunities of healing and recreation for these families that were exposed to so much trauma through their military and their civil, civil services. The three most important aspects of the ranch is horse therapy, family history, and ART therapy. The Schlichty family has a long history with the military, and they know firsthand the sacrifice and the entire family has when they make when serving our country. They are so blessed to be able to provide these opportunities to other military and police families and enjoy hosting them every summer. Wow. That almost made me cry when I read that about your dad. That is so incredible. Well, we are absolutely honored, Erica, for you to be able to take your time and thank you for your service. Um, I would love to just kind of hear a little bit more about like how this came to be. Would you be willing to share? I, I saw a clip that you guys were on the news a little bit ago, and it just sounds absolutely incredible what you're doing. So would you just share with us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So my in-laws uh, are from Utah. And when my husband and I moved back to Utah, he was stationed here. Um, we got here from North Carolina and my in-laws uh, had already picked a spot in Morgan where they wanted to purchase some land. And the vision was always to run this nonprofit. Um, and so uh, given my experience and everything with my dad and my husband, um, I jumped on board and said, I'd love to run something like that. There was no ranch already existing. So everybody had to hit the ground running in different directions, trying to create the ranch horses, cows, chickens, all the animals we run, all the land, fencing. There's so many moving parts to having a dude ranch. Um, and so I took the aspect of the nonprofit and that's what I do year round is, you know, just trying to find those families, pick them, get them out here. And then all summer long, we spend uh, hosting them. And there's tons of, you know, things that go into um, once they arrive, but that is basically what it is, is six years of vision, you know, just finally coming about. We've been hosting families. This is now our fourth year. No, sorry. our Yes, our fourth year. So we started in 2020 
And um, it's just grown a little bit more every year. And we learn a little bit more and get to meet lots of new families. And I just am so lucky I get to do it. Well, tell me a little bit, how do you find the families? Are there people that are seeking you or do you look to, I mean, referral based? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. So I have a lot of connections with different military organizations. Um, There's the SOCOM Care Coalition out of Florida, and they basically blast out the email letting, you know, their different organizations know about the ranch, sending out our flyer and our application. So I get a lot through there. Um, but then also referrals. I love referrals from the families that came, loved it, and then tell their friends about it. And um, our qualifications to be able to come here are fairly loose in the fact that, you know, we accept seen and unseen injuries. So it's not just they have to be a double amputee, but also TBIs, PTSD. I mean, there's so many forms of trauma that um, we welcome here. And so we also accept uh, Gold Star Widows. Um, that is a widow whose husband died, killed in action. Um, but we don't just stop at killed in action. We also accept if they were killed in training accidents or just most recently um, this year, we opened it up to died by suicide. Um, so those widows that were left behind and their kids. Um, so that's something new. We also have opened it up to police families. Um, my brother-in-law, one of the Shlikti boys is an officer and we've seen firsthand just how hard it is for that profession. I mean, we kind of like to always say like they have to live their deployment all year round because, you know, they don't get to escape kind of the way that soldiers get to like go to the country and then leave it, but they're left, you know, kind of around the bad guys all the time. And so, you know, we've just seen the trauma that they experience and we wanted to make sure that they were being recognized for their service as well. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. What brought you to Morgan? Did you have family there? I mean, it is incredible. Morgan's so pretty, but I'm curious. Yeah. I, the first thing that came to my mind was God, because honestly, the way things worked out with, you know, before land and housing prices skyrocketed, um, this piece came available and my in-laws jumped on it, you know, knowing this was the vision and it just, it couldn't happen now. It it all happened in the order it was supposed to happen. Um, But my in-laws were living um, near Morgan. And so this was kind of the area that they had grown to love and were used to. Um, and so all of us have kind of migrated to get closer to the ranch. Well, tell me a little bit, cause you have expressed, you do have kids. So you're running this and tell me a little bit, do you have a big family or how does the family help? Yeah. So um, starting from the top, there's my in-laws and they each had five or they had five boys. Um, and my husband is the oldest. And so we have four children aged eight, six, four, and two. So we're pretty busy in the home life. Um, but I'm also really lucky that this is a family run ranch. Um, and so I bring my kids out here. Um, if I can't work at the same time of having them, then I have people that can come and help me and watch them. But I know they're still going to be really close and still going to be on the ranch and getting, you know, being outside and, um, I love when the families are here that I get to introduce them to all of the Shlikti's and they get to meet them and, and get to know us and just see how much all of our hearts are in this, you know? Oh, it's beautiful. Well, I actually, it's kind of funny. I have, we have a little piece of land here. We live just in Centerville, but um, 
we've kind of done the farm life. We have two pigs and four ducks. Oh, nice. And, um, 18 chickens and the homestead. Three bunnies and all these new baby bunnies. But just a glimpse of like, there's something peaceful about these animals that brings so much joy. I mean, I'll have people sometimes say, why do you want to do this? But it's not about me. It's about my kids having these experiences and they bring all their friends over and neighbors have helped me feed these bottle babies, the bunnies. And um, it's been a joy, but, but tell me how you feel like the animal life there and what you're doing on the ranch and the horse therapy. How, how does that help these families? What is it you've seen to help them with yeah. confidence and their life to be able to be better and connect with their families more once they leave? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is if you're not military, if you're listening, you know that most military people live on base. And so if you've ever been to a military base, you know, it's nothing but brown buildings, brown signs. Uh, it's like a cement jungle. And so being able to get them off base and into this beautiful, scenic, mountainous, clean air and then being surrounded by the animals. Um, it's amazing. They love it. Um, one of the things that we implement is every morning they have to do farm chores. So they're feeding the chickens, collecting the eggs. Um, the, the families all take turns. So one, one day they might be feeding the horses and grooming them. One day they might be doing the pigs. And then one day the chickens. And we kind of switch it up on them. Um, and I you would think like, oh, they're going to go all the way there and do the chores, but they absolutely love it. You know, that's, they spend time as a family. They learn some new uh, things about the animals and they learn how to do these skills of taking care of them. And I hope they go home and think like, I can do that. And they get themselves some chickens and start becoming more self-sustaining because that's what we're all about. And that's what we want to, you know, teach them is how doable that is. And so, yeah, the horse that, the animals are huge. And obviously the horse program is kind of the heart and soul of all of it, along with the trauma therapy, but the horses are so special because, you know, they mirror your emotions. So if you're stressed, if you're, you know, anxious or excited, they are also going to be feeling those. So it causes you to self-reflect and say, okay, what, what do I want my horse to act like? I want them to be calm. And so I need to be calm. And so you know, a lot of them, it's their first time ever getting on a horse. And so, you know, they have to learn all those basic small um, rules about being around them. And anyways, by the end of the week, you know, they've had multiple times to be able to be around them and touch them and feed them and take care of them. And then at the end of the week, we do the big trail ride. And it's just amazing. They're all so bonded to the horses. They love to go feed them, you know, throughout the day. And like you said, the horses just bring a spirit about that no, nothing else could do. Well, it's interesting before we had all the other animals, we just had horses. We had four horses at one point and I never was raised with animals and neither was my husband. But with what you're sharing, I just felt like to share is, you know, I had one daughter who was so soft and these horses were so gentle and so peaceful. And I had a son who was like in the thick of his teenage, you know, years. Mm -hmm. I this horse. I mean, he would just like buck him off and, and he was, they got angry, you know, I mean, both horse and boy. And it was just, I mean, he's great on horses, but it was just such an interesting experience to see how these horses did respond. And even to my husband and what a gift it was to have our horses. Um, so I guess I just, I can feel like I really can relate to that. Um, and, and we've, we've done some with like, there's like a lot of, I've heard with autism and stuff, we have family that these horses have just brought in miracles. So 
I, I think it's absolutely beautiful what you're creating. And, and I guess I am curious, you know, how you're getting your message out to keep communicating what you're doing. You said you're looking at that and, and how can we help? I mean, how can we help be able to share this message so you can communicate more to the world on what you're offering and why? Because this is such a beautiful story about your whole life and what you went through. We want to help share this with people. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this, we're definitely bootstrapping this entire experience and this foundation. And so none of us are marketing experts or charity experts or anything. Um, we didn't even have a background in farming and ranching. And so we call ourselves YouTube farmers, um, literally just asking other local ranchers, you know, how do we do this? How do we do that? And getting the help from the community. But as far as the foundation goes, just, I don't know. I guess I haven't quite figured out how to get the word out there, but it's Maybe definitely they can even share the podcast or share your video and we'll put the information in. And absolutely, and we would love to be able to, you know, when people know about what a great cause, we all have someone that we know someone with police families or military. Um, I just think it would be beautiful to be able to help you more. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely want to get the word out and be able to find more deserving families. That's kind of the big goal um, is to be able to find them and get them out here and just have everyone experience what it is that we have to offer. Well, and I love the programs that you've added on with the suicide and other, I think there's so many that could be, that could really great. Just love this. Well, the second question I kind of had as we were moving forward was like, what what has been a difficult part of creating this, getting the word out, doing your business? What has been, you know, a struggle as you've been trying to kind of sustain the business and keep going? Yeah, I think that would kind of go along with getting the word out, um, figuring out marketing, just trying to wear all the different hats between the marketing and the fundraising. Um, That's not something that I have a background in. And it's, quite frankly, hard to ask for money. And so it's so easy for me to invite the families out and spoil them all week and have these free concerts. But at some point I have to say, okay, if you like what we do, then, you know, please feel free to support us. Um, We are a public charity, which means that we actually need smaller donations in larger quantities rather than large donations. And so um, that is something that's helpful to us. You know, the five, ten, twenty-five dollar donations are are awesome, and they can be made on our website and through Venmo. Um, we have lots of ways. So, yeah, just figuring out the way to get the word out there, and and I think just letting people know that a hundred percent of their donations go to these families. We don't have overhead and employees that we're paying. A hundred percent are going to supporting, um, you know, each individual family and and having them out here and give them a good time. I did hear you say that. And I know having a 19 to three-year-old, I get it. It is, um, kids are a lot of work and you were saying there's not, it's not like you're all getting paid to do this. So that's really wonderful. We, I, I think so many would like to help, especially when you're just saying small donations, everyone can, if everyone could chip in even $5, that would be incredible to be able to host families, help with marriages. You know, I mean, it's just dear to my heart. I, um, yeah, I'd love to know. So is it mostly you that's involved or does all the family come? I know you were saying you had a brother that was um, in the police up there. And, and so just tell me a little bit, like, is it just, how is, does that work? 
Yeah. So there are lots of different family members that are involved. Obviously my father and mother-in-law are heavily involved here. I mean, you wouldn't know they were the owners because they look like ranch hands and they're out there working every single day. Um, my brother-in-law runs the cow program and kind of the farming. Um, my sister-in-law, she runs the equine program. So she's with the horses and training them all year round and giving lessons so that they're ready for when the families get here. Another one, my sister-in-law helps with the bees. So there's a lot of us that are involved and kind of take little pieces and um, kind of make the puzzle all fit together. Oh, it's so beautiful. Well, I am, um, you know, being from this background that you come from, I was, one of the questions I thought I'd ask you is, you know, what would you say to the families that are in military or what would you say to the, the people that are, you know, seeking help and support the most? What would you say to them because of your own personal experience and the background that you've had with military and your father to help that one person or that one family that feels like giving up or that they have no hope right now? Yeah, I think one of the biggest struggles of being a military family is just feeling so alone. Um, even when you're surrounded by a military base or the FRG or, you know, whatever support system that's around you, when your soldier deploys or even when they come home and you're transitioning or they're about to leave, there's always some kind of a transition that could be so hard no matter how many times you've done it. And it's so easy to feel alone and to feel like people are thinking to themselves like, well, let us know when your husband gets back and we'll get together or, um, you know, yeah, call me anytime. But then actually they're really busy with their lives. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing is, is finding your, your group of people or finding that organization that, you know, can really be there for you. Or even it's just, just one person. I can remember like, getting together as before I had kids and my husband would be gone, you know, there was another wife and we would literally have sleepovers because we didn't want to be alone at night. And, you know, I wasn't afraid to sleep on someone's couch because I just, you know, didn't want to go home to an empty house and just know that you're not feeling alone, that you're not weird because you feel that way or you're not strong because it's hard. Um, Especially once kids get involved, it just gets harder and harder. And so many of us, when we're in the military or living these lives, we're not surrounded by our families. We're usually really far away from them. And so just don't be afraid to say yes when someone offers you help or just finding someone nearby um, that can just give you that little bit of peace and comfort that we're all seeking. Um, We don't have to power through everything. You know, that's the thing I'm learning the most is letting other people help us. Because sometimes when we let other people serve and be a part, like even um, with what you're doing with other people, I'm sure it's very rewarding and fulfilling to you to see, you know, that look as you're changing after that time and they've experienced. But more than that, just allowing people to help us that we don't have to carry all the burdens and stress alone is what I heard you say. I mean, it was even with these little bunnies. I'm like, I can't bottle feed these tiny little bunnies. And I had these cute neighbors come and feed them for me. And they brought them back like four or five days later, almost a week later, and they were big and fluffy and they've been loved so much. And and they experienced the reward, you know, they got to feel that. And so the thing I heard you say the most too is, you know, kind of that loneliness that you had felt. I mean, yes, raising kids and we keep busy with our kids, but when our spouses is gone, it's like part of us is, is gone, you know? And, yeah. and as humans, we create that connection. That's why this whole podcast is about creating connection and confidence with communicating with others is 
being able to connect out with other people. And what I love is you're like, I wasn't afraid to sleep on her couch. We had this connection, this piece that brought us together. And we could choose to be alone or isolated or, you know, open our hearts to let other people. And I'm, I don't know, yeah. Erica, but I would assume that maybe that was kind of a, a real blessing to both of you to have each other. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what I think about with the ranch. And we have so many people that ask if they can volunteer. And we're so grateful for our volunteer family. There's so many people that want to come. And sometimes it's easier if we just did it ourselves. Um, but we'd be doing them a real disservice because I know a lot of people get a lot out of being able to come and be a part of it. And then when they see the families out here, they feel connected to them because they helped us build the fences and, you know, the corrals and, you know, whatever it was that needed help done at the time. Um, it, it helps them to feel connected as well. And so we, we don't, we very rarely will turn down a volunteer that's willing to come out here and help us in any way. Um, and we hope that our volunteers, you know, they keep coming back for more. So we hope that they're also feeling like blessed, you know, to be a part of it. Well, what I love about what you're saying is um, the money donations are amazing, but even for like, us with teenagers. <laughs> so I've got the big kids yep. and the little kids. Every time my kids would go out and serve or work on the farm or do these kind of things, they just come home happier. They just yeah, come home in such a peaceful place after they've been outside in the dirt and digging and the pigs. And um that could be that could be a real healing place to some of these teenagers that are struggling too. What a cool opportunity that would be. Yeah, we have a lot of um, scout groups and different groups that come out as big groups and, you know, they're able to help us with big projects and we're so grateful for them. I mean, they really do help us a lot of big projects that we can't do on our own because we are, you know, there's not very many of us. And so we love that. And then we love that they come to our concerts and get to meet the families. And we're so grateful for our volunteers. Can't say that enough. Will you tell us a little bit about the concerts? Are they open for people to come or tell us a little bit of, or is it more of a kind of a intimate setting? No, absolutely. Those are open. So anytime we host a week of families and we usually host about four to five families at a time, um, we, we receive them on Monday and we have a full week of activities that we do. And then on Friday as our big send off, we hire a band to come and perform a concert um, and we invite it open to the public. It's a totally free concert and we just want people to be able to come. And we found that, you know, Morgan or any of the surrounding cities, they all are so patriotic and they're all looking for ways to be able to show that patriotism and feel that and show their kids like, you know, maybe there is a guy here that, you know, lost three of his limbs and to be able to see them and, and see that they're still, you know, that's the price of our freedom, that it wasn't free. Um, to be able to show your kids that and to be able to stand up and, and give a round of applause for those families. That's why we make it free to the public is so that people can come and, and hear their stories. And so, yeah, we post that on our Instagram and our Facebook when those concerts are going to be every summer. Um, and they're a really good time. They're just really fun. Just country music on the lawn, bring your own chair and come meet the family. Fun. When is your next one? We'll just announce it. So maybe we can, is it coming yeah, we're, August? Well, we're, we just finished our season, so we're done oh. for this summer. So it'll be right. next summer. But yeah, we usually have two in June and two or three in July. So um, yeah, be looking out for that for next year for sure. Oh, and that's so great. And if they want to find you on Instagram or Facebook, what is it under? Yep. So there's the Warrior Risen Foundation 
Um, that's the name of the page. Um, also, Warrior Risen Ranch is our other side that's more ranch related. Um, but every, you know, all the profits go all to the foundation. So, you know, on the ranch side, we're selling beef and eggs and doing horse lessons and things like that. But and it also um, rolls back into the ranch, all the uh, everything that people buy yep. or lessons. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. So, and then the foundation has its own Instagram and you can follow there and I'm the one running it. So cut me a little slack. I'm still figuring out the whole Instagram thing and yeah. Um, well, maybe we'll but, just have people share it and it'll just get word out before. Yeah. We well, Erica, I, I'm just been so grateful to have this conversation with you. I love when people are on a mission to help others and help families. There isn't probably, there's a lot of families and a lot of people out there going through their own personal struggles. And then when they've got yeah. the accidents and the trauma on top of that, it makes it difficult. And to feel like there's resources and people that care enough to donate their time. I mean, I just, I'm honored to be able to, to know more about this and be able to share it. And I just want to thank you for taking your time today. And you know, in this podcast, as we as we leave and close, it's a reminder that we are we are creating confidence and communication and connection, one family and one person at a time. And thank you for doing that and sharing it. So we're so grateful. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, we'll look forward to connecting again. And you guys don't miss these concerts. They sound absolutely wonderful. And just being able to be a part of sharing this, it's just what we what we can do. Don't be afraid to do hard things is what I'm thinking because, you know, Erica and I, well, me especially, I had no idea how to do animals. I was YouTubing how to feed the baby bunnies. And I can say there's a lot of things we can learn, but even if we felt like we weren't capable or we're not confident in doing it or that we, what do we have to share? Sometimes other people have those gifts. And when we let people in and help, we can create something beautiful. So if you have a dream or a hope that you want to get a message out or help someone, if we can do it, then I know you can too. So we'll talk to Amen. you soon. And thank you so much, my friend. Thank you.